essentially they were asking should I sell out of my portfolio right now during this time they were a bit panicky a bit scared with what's going on um and you know we do live in a world where news literally comes at us 24 7 so I could understand that um so Jack's like what's your thoughts around that the decision to sell out of stocks Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things related to finance. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you, man? I'm all right, Peter. I am looking so much very... Does that even make sense? I'm looking... I'm looking... (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't at all, but I'm getting you, bro. I'm looking uh, so much forward to the summer. That's how excited I am because today... Um, as we are um, recording this this episode, it's been a very sunny day, albeit quite cold, but actually a very sunny day. And it just reminded me that summer is around the corner. Come so on. I'm pretty excited. Come on, it's just teasing us with what's to come. Um, but no, definitely good to hear from you, bro. Um, and yeah, man, we got on, uh, I guess, a when I say topical episode in store for today for our listeners um, and just a massive shout out to our listeners on that note. Um, Jack says, you know, um, as the world knows, um, if you've been watching the news, um, you will of course know there's certain things going on in the world at this point in time. Um, the unfortunate uh, situation regarding Russia and Ukraine. Um and, you know, we've had questions come to us, Jax, um, us being here on Woke Finance. And thank you to everyone that always like, sends in questions because it is good for us and we can bring up topics like this. And the question was around, you know, things are happening, things are affecting the market. We've seen sort of like mini crashes here and there over the past couple of days. Um, and we've seen lots of things happening. And the question was like, yeah, what should I do as an investor right now? Should I start selling up? Um, is like the economy just going to completely crash and never come back up like you know the usual gist uh jacks i guess um but no it'll be good to sort of take a deep dive into it how how, how does that sound jacks yeah i think it's, it's a very um important conversation to be had um first and foremost uh prayers goes to anyone that um has been or will be a victim of whatever's going on um but yeah from an investment uh or investors standpoint um, this is obviously something to be very mindful of. Um, geopolitical risk or political risk is something that should be always factored into anyone's um, kind of thoughts when it comes to creating an investment portfolio and being a long-term investor. You should be always aware that it exists and when um, it manifests, um, it's then up to you to maneuver how you, in my opinion, should have already planned to maneuver but yeah, we can go into that in, in a bit more detail. Absolutely. You know, um, our prayers out to to those affected by what's going on. Of course, this isn't a political show episode. Um, there is a, a, a purpose on our side when it comes to personal finances. And as you said, unfortunately, um, situations like this does actually affect um, the economy. And from a retail investor perspective, um, it can um you know, uh, affect um, some of our decisions possibly. Um, so, so Jax, I guess with what is going on and um, without going too much detail into the situation, but from, and again, we, 
we only know from what you know the news tells us right so we are sort of reacting to that more or less but from your sort of from the whispers I guess what's sort of happening with the the market so to speak even if it's just small sectors of the market yeah so um as you can potentially guess um whenever there is even a threat of war so even prior to um things actually escalating the threat of war um, usually affects uh, the financial markets um, if you want to focus on the stock market that's it was affected uh, quite negatively um, because it comes with you know it comes with uh, repercussions in terms of how uh, companies sorry not companies uh, countries and economies even deal with each other because we live in a much more globalized um, economy nowadays so yeah um, you know as things have escalated things have gone worse the stock market has reacted um to the news um stocks have fallen they have fallen quite aggressively some companies more aggressively than others in more recent times um in recording this episode some have just bounced back a tiny bit mm. generally speaking the whole kind of uh, event um has caused stocks to fall um and that can continue for a period of time to be honest and and and, and jack she mentioned the event and this, um, uh, of course, we, we, we're talking about what's going on now, but we've seen so many times when different situations have happened and caused these bits, these ty- uh, types of upsets. And depending on the situation, it can affect more sectors than others. So, for example, um, at the moment, we're seeing things like um, oil prices going up and we're seeing what t- talks of like these sanctions and stuff may um how it may affect um energy prices um locally as well here in the UK and the, at the very least as well um you know with what's going on um unfortunately is war related um there's particular you know companies in the defense sector that's actually going up for obvious reasons as well but it's interesting to just see that you know when you look back in time you realize these things are Temp- well they tend to be quite temporary shifts whether it's up or down that's absolutely true um you know firstly we, we can't predict these things um they are often uh called what we call black swan events mm. things that you can't predict you can't see it coming but it happens and it happens consistently um not often but consistently things are different words um so you know as an investor we should be mindful that these things do happen and when they do happen, we should be able to maneuver in a way that still benefits us as long-term investors. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that, 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 you know, that maneuvering, so to speak. So to the person that asked, essentially they were asking, should I sell out of my portfolio right now during this time? They were a bit panicky, a bit scared with what's going on. Um, and, you know, we do live in a world where news literally comes at us 24-7. So I could understand that. Um, so Jack's like, what's your thoughts around that? The decision to sell out of stocks um, really comes down to the individual. So I will give you individual circumstances where maybe you should consider selling mm. um, and circumstances where you most likely don't want to sell and even circumstances where you, you want to buy more. So uh, firstly, you should sell if you are somebody who have invested without actually understanding what you're doing. Mm. So if, if you have invested in uh, assets because, um, you know, out of fear or out of fear of missing out or you've invested because some YouTuber told you that this stock is going to the moon and that kind of stuff, 
then you should consider selling because ultimately you don't actually understand what you own. Um, and that can obviously mean that you potentially even use the money that you actually need. I consistently say that you should always, always, always have money for emergencies. So you should always have an emergency fund. We've covered that in many episodes. You should always have an emergency fund, which is at least six months worth of your expenses saved for a rainy day. You should also have money saved for any near-term purchases. So if you had any um, big purchases coming up or anything that needs to be paid for in the next two years, for example, that should be saved separately. And once you've done that, then, you know, extra money that you're earning should go into work for you. You should be earning some sort of return, whether it's interest or dividends or capital appreciation. And so if you are someone who considered this and has an emergency fund, and also has money for any near-term purchases and has invested wisely, should you consider selling out? The likelihood is no, because the time horizon for most investments should be a standard of five years plus. And so if five years has happened already, then of course that's different. It means that you probably need the money for something. But the chances are the five-year time horizon hasn't taken place yet. So the chances are you shouldn't sell. If you look at history and look at the data of how the financial markets and stocks have behaved, those people that um, try to time the market, even those that timed it quite well, still underperform mm-hmm. those who just kept the money in the stock market. Hmm. And so with that knowledge, we should consider not selling, especially if you understand what you have invested in. If you have invested in good quality companies that are still consistently producing cash flow and have a business, it's the stock that's gone down. That doesn't mean the business is doing worse. And in my humble opinion, I don't think that's a good time to sell. In fact, if you, are, if you have the ability to still generate cash flow, if you're still employed or if business is still going well and you're still earning an income, in my humble opinion, I think it's a great opportunity if we have a long-term horizon to actually be buying more shares in these good quality companies. Mm. As long as you have the ability and the willingness to take the risk and you've got a long-term horizon to back that up. No, brilliant. Um, and definitely um, in, a, in agreement with that. I guess just touching on a bit around, you know, we speak a lot about the emergency uh, fund and just building up a healthy saving pot as well. Um, you know, as we speak, we, we're obviously aware of the rapidly rising increase in the cost of living. Um, and it's been, it, it's been rising um, over a period of time, but quite quickly. Um, we're obviously aware of the rising um, utility bills, energy prices. Um, we know that stuff like this current situation that is going on, I mean, in, it's not going to make things better. <laughs> it is going to contribute to things um, potentially being worse. How can one make sure, even just as an investor and so on, managing their personal finances is actually ready for what may come? Great question. So whenever we have these periods of like high inflation and that kind of stuff, what's really supposed to happen um, or what kind of counters it is we have an increase in, in wages as well, right? Mm. Um, so I would say if for someone who, especially if you're listening to this episode in a timely manner, um, you're probably um, approaching uh, times where you speak about bonuses and salary mm. increases and that kind of stuff, you should have that conversation to say, hey, inflation has gone up by X, Y, Z. I think my income should at least match inflation just to keep his purchasing power. Hmm. That's one thing. Also, the way I like to talk about creating an investment portfolio, aside from an emergency fund and aside from having money for a near-term purchase, 
I then look at the investment portfolio separately and say, even within that investment portfolio, you can still have a level of cash in that portfolio. Mm. And so that's how I manage my portfolios. I still have cash in those portfolios. Um, and so when you're managing it, you know, we talk about the different asset classes, stock shares, real estate, et cetera. A part of that should still be kept in cash. And when opportunities provide themselves, that's the cash that you use to buy more shares in the good quality companies. Mm. So I think that's what's important. Um, making sure that you are diligent still investing in good quality companies. Um, you know, just because a, a company's stock price has gone down doesn't mean you necessarily need to buy the dip. But I know that phrase mm. is very popular nowadays mm. because you can buy the dip and you can keep dipping and dipping <laughs> and you'll be catching a falling knife. Yeah. So it's not just about buying the dip. It's about actually buying good quality companies that have gone down in share price so that you can buy more shares at a cheaper price. But it's still about the underlying company or companies if you have invested in the fund Hmm. Hmm. no absolutely and just that on that point around making sure one has cash in their investment account um so that you know when opportunities like this arise they can pretty much make a purchase without actually drawing on um you know income from their personal bank accounts that they didn't budget or account for exactly exactly there's different ways of doing it. I think that's the way I prefer to do it. Um, mm. The way I kind of manage my portfolio is when I get paid um, as a budget from my income, um, a, a certain percentage goes into my investment portfolio. That doesn't mean it has to be invested immediately. Mm. It means it can be still kept as cash and you can continue that process um, so that even if you um, don't put in extra cash the actual cash position in your portfolio can still be building because you're mm. still consistent in your budget and then when opportunities like this provide themselves then obviously you can yeah and even then you don't have to spend the money straight away and mm. for for behavioral finance reasons i don't think it's wise for the average person to just you know buy extremely aggressively immediately i still uh, believe in the whole idea of dollar cost averaging or pound cost averaging and yeah. actually buying consistently i think that's really important for the average investor not not just because of math, mathematics, but actually for the psychology involved in it as well. Mm. Hmm. Brilliant. Man. Um, no, that's really useful, Jax. Um, and I, and I guess just from uh, an investor perspective, um, we've as a nation or a world or however we're going to look at it, we've seen World War One. We've seen, and that was what, 1914. And we've seen World War II in 1939. Um, in between that, we saw the Great Depression. We've seen the Cold War between, you know, Russia and the US. Um, and in all of that, there has been some companies that have literally existed throughout that entire period. So we're talking a period of over 100 years and are still here today. What does that tell you? And these are companies that are now still publicly trading as well. What does that tell you, I guess? That tells you that they're most likely good quality companies. Hmm. That's the most important thing. What I find with retail investors is um, a lot of them come into the stock market um, out of formal, and the type of stocks they look for usually are the kind of speculative names, the companies that have not been around for very long, hmm. potentially even just IPO'd, could have been IPO'd through a SPAC even. And that's where a lot of their interest is. Um, they're not really interested in those companies that have been around for too long. 
because the growth of those companies are usually slower, which means in the shorter time, you might not make as much money. And that's where it comes down to you because the thing about high growth names, speculative names, is when they do well, they can do extremely well in a very short space of time. Mm-hmm. And when things are looking good, they outperform. They outperform. Um, but some of these companies have been around for decades. Um, they're slow growers. And guess what? Not many people are interested in slow growers. Hmm. Growers. So that's the issue. But I would say it's very important for uh, the new investor or the old investor or any investor to really pay attention to their portfolio to ask themselves, if my portfolio is full of all these speculative names, companies that have not even yet made a profit, then you have to ask yourself, are you willing and able to take that risk? That's what mm. it comes down to, really mm. asking yourself that question. Um, most people actually don't have the ability and willingness to take that risk and actually experience the volatility that comes with having such you know, stocks in your portfolio. Um, I would, as a person, I think it's great for the average investor to have the core of their portfolio in good quality companies mm. that are, have very strong balance sheets, uh, very strong economic modes and, and competitive edges. And they've been around for a very long time. Chances are they're going to be around for another very long time. Mm. I think that's a great way to structure a portfolio. And then you can have a bit of money in some of these more speculative names because they can do well. There's nothing to say they can't do well either. However, I'll be very, very mindful of the fact that, hey, if my portfolio consists purely of, I call it maybe YouTube names or Instagram names, then yeah. don't be surprised if you you know you, you have high palpitations when things get worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I totally hear that, man. No, that's really useful, and I guess you know where it feels like where where we're concluding is that situations are going to happen. This is an unfortunate one, but if it's not this, it'll be you know another outbreak or something situations happen which cause temporary upset and that temporary may actually not be so temporary as we may think it may not be a few days it may not be a few weeks it could be a few months or even going into the years but in the grand scheme of things it's about what you do with your money and where you're putting your money in and to what company and when we say companies this is obviously interchangeable with you know we don't just mean individual companies um this could be in the form of a a fund in index fund etf etc if you don't know what they are to our listeners and um, we do have an ep- episodes on on funds so do check that out um but no just that makes total sense man yeah bro i think it's, it comes back down to really understanding risk which unfortunately many people don't pay much attention to Mm. Um, and that comes with other asset classes as well. It's not just um, it's not just stocks. Even if you are someone who is in property and real estate, um, the thing about financial markets is they are interlinked, mm. right? So, um, like we experienced in two thousand and eight, one sector will, will start off and it will affect another sector. So, in two thousand and eight, it was real estate, and then it affected stocks. Mm. So, be very mindful if you're someone who has been watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos about you know you know owning one hundred different properties and taking excessive leverage and you know calling it building your empire you have to be very careful that you're not over leveraged Mm. because leverage is great leverage is good especially when the you know interest rates are really low and you can actually build a portfolio quite quickly but it's very bad when you're over leveraged because risk is risk and when things go wrong you the person who's over leveraged will get hurt really hard (laughs) so what i do urge people to do in preparation um, for any downturn at, at any point by the way this is at any stage of your investment journey but more so when things like this are happening 
is to consistently assess your risk appetite and really mm-hmm. understand the amount of risk you're taking. You know, by t- pulling that equity out of your own home and borrowing money, you, you can definitely buy a battle and it could do very well for you. Mm. But you're still increasing the risk of your portfolio. You still have to experience or understand that you can experience things like void periods and, and that kind of stuff. So property prices dropping tremendously. These things can happen. Just like we've just said, we can't predict black swan events. They happen though. They happen. So be mindful of them and always assess your risk appetite when you're investing. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Jack. So to conclude, for that person who has asked, <laughs> should I sell out? I hope that person has got the answer they needed to hear as well. And any final words from you, Jax? Yeah, I mean, just to just to conclude on that, you know, on, on anyone asking, should I sell? Again, as I said, you, you sell if um, you need the money. You know, if you need the money, you don't actually understand what you own, then obviously you need the cash flow, you need the liquidity you don't sell and you hold if you understand what you own and you know that in the next five years that company would have done well and you would have earned a return um, and the fundamentals of that company is, is still great you buy more if you still have the ability to produce cash flow outside of your investment um, portfolio if, it is, if you're still working and you're able to save then you know once you've got an emergency fund and money for any near-term purchases why would you not invest in these good quality companies that you love at cheaper prices Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Jax. Um, and a massive shout out to the listener that raised that up as well. Um, but yeah, man, that's it's been really useful uh, to touch on Jax. And you know, I think this is just stuff that we can apply to any situation going on um as well. So hopefully that's been useful for our listeners. Um also um as you know we do like to give a shout out to an area where we're getting listeners from um and today jacks we're going to give a shout to an area in southeast london and that is new cross new cross okay all right all right i don't personally know anyone from new cross at this current stage i think anyone that i had known has actually moved out at this current stage but shout out to the new listener uh welcome to what finance if you are brand new I hope you're enjoying the episodes and getting tons of value. If you want to join us, um, you know, you can join our, uh, our Patreon um, and get involved with the conversations offline as well. Um, but yeah, I uh, hope you are enjoying the journey and also enjoying your own personal finance journey as well. Absolutely. I second that. And of course, in New Cross, it's very famous for the University Goldsmiths, um, which I definitely know quite a bit of the alumni from there as well. So massive shout out to the students over there. Um, because yeah, we seem to be getting a decent number of listeners um from the area. So a big shout out to you and the listeners all over the world, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Check out our other episodes. Um, our most recent episode 67, investing versus gambling, actually plays into this a bit, actually, in terms of just your behavior, our behaviors when it comes to um investing in assets um during any period of time, actually. So it's quite relevant. So do make sure you check out that episode if you haven't continue doing what you're doing think of a friend to share this with keep the conversation going and remember all stay woke